your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Hendrickson, I'm Alex Ferrario as we head to our Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and welcome in Cardinals broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Danny Mack, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Doing great, Dan. I always told you I always believed in the Blues, 74-8. and eight. That's, that's what the schedule's going to be by the rest of the season. I'll tell you what, we, uh, what was it, three weeks in a row? Was it uh, three weeks in a row we were coming on the air and I'd say, man, what's going on with your Blues? And, uh... Now, after last night, you can relax a little bit. You know, they're playing a little bit better here. Dan, I never faltered. I never wavered once. <laughs> I'm going through an emotional roller coaster, Danny Mack. <laughs> Danny Mack, uh, go ahead. I can imagine the emotions last night were a little little rough uh, towards the end of the third period. Yeah, there may have been some high-pitched squealing going on here in the studio, but you know what? We got through it, Dan. Um, Absolutely. S- speaking of excitement, uh, the hot stove, of course, is heating up, Dan. And, you know, I'm just curious, bigger picture here. We saw the report yesterday that, you know, maybe there are some teams that are just backing away from some of these free agents like... I think I saw that the Atlanta Braves said that, hey, maybe we're not going to touch this Jacob DeGrom deal. Uh, are we going to see a, a lot of money dealt out this offseason now that things are starting to trend back to normal? Well, I, I do think that will be the case. I think when you look at how money was spent pre-pandemic, um, I, I think we'll get back into those type of waters for certain teams. Not all, but I think for certain teams, absolutely. I think big market teams will be back to business and I, I think now that we've got normal off season and with the groundwork laid at the GM meetings and then you go into the winter meetings and have a better understanding of, of where teams are, uh, how much money was made this off season or I'm sorry, this past season going into this off season and then have an idea of where free agents um, you know, kinda of where the market is going to be set, then yeah, I, I think we're gonna have that. I you know, a lot of people look at it and say, well, here we are, you know, free agency is ready to go, and why aren't people spending money, and why aren't guys going? Well, this is how it works. It just, you go to the GM meetings, and a lot of times that's where the groundwork is laid to, to make the moves that you're going to see. And when you get to December and you get to uh, the winter meetings, that's when the, the ball starts to, to get rolling. And I think that's what we're going to see in Major League Baseball. Dan, do you believe that Aaron Judge is that first domino to fall? Oh boy, um, he's a unique case just because 
he's a Yankee, um, and when you talk about the Yankees, they, they swim in waters that most teams don't swim. Um, and I, in my opinion, he's got to be a Yankee. I mean, if, if he doesn't go back to New York, that's going to be tough for them to live down um, because of the season that he had, the fact that he bet on himself, the fact that he turned down over 200, nearly 200, what, $21 million, and he goes out and hits 60-plus home runs and says, there you go, I bet on myself, now you got to pay me. I, I, so I think he's a little different case. It would be tough to base it on him and the fact that he's 31 years old. You know, that, that's the other thing that makes him really, really unique is that I don't think a lot of teams would be willing to go to the, let's say, the, the eight-year mark with him because by the time that, that the end of that contract is, is uh, facing them, he's not in the prime of his career. He's in the prime of his career in years one, two, and three of that deal. And then when you get in the back end of it, it could get ugly. But when you're the Yankees, to me, you've got to, you've got to spend the money. You've got to make sure that he remains a Yankee because he's the face of the franchise. You drafted him, you developed him, and he's got to remain a Yankee and he's got to retire a Yankee. So it's a different case with them. Danny Mac mentioned these big contracts. I, I saw something interesting from Ken Rosenthal on The Athletic uh, earlier this week, and he wondered if, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, do you think we'll see more teams kind of shift more towards kind of, uh, I'll call it NBA-style contracts, where it's less years but higher AAV? That way you don't have yeah. to worry about those bigger, those back into those deals hurting more? Well, that's that's Aaron Judge. So let's just take uh, Team X that's not the Yankees, and they say, we want Aaron Judge. Um, that's where you go give him a huge AAV for three years and go pay him $50 million a year or higher and say, yeah, we'd love to have you. We just don't want you in your years 35, 36, 37, but we'd be willing to to pay you up front. Absolutely. And I I think now the player's got to be willing to do that, and maybe the player doesn't want to do that. Maybe the player wants the length and is willing to spread that out. But, yes, I I do think teams would be willing to get – more aggressive to try to make it more enticing for um, for players to go in and, and, and do that. And he would be the perfect example as to why you would do that, to be aggressive and, and get him at the early years. Kind of like when Pujols left St. Louis. I mean, I think the Cardinals would have loved to have given him a high AAV for years four, five, and six of that deal. They just didn't want to go on the back end of it. Now, what makes it unique for teams is that if that's your guy – you're willing to bend. If it's not your guy, it's a different story. We're talking with Cardinals broadcaster Dan McLaughlin here on BK and Ferrario on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Danny Mack, we found out last night that Brendan Donovan doesn't win Rookie of the Year, but he does get third-place votes. I think it was to be expected for how great the two Atlanta Braves players were, but how influential is that to have Brendan Donovan have an offseason where he wins the Gold Glove for Utility Player, he gets Rookie of the Year votes, and you know that he's going to be an impact on this team this upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, he had a heck, a heck of a year. I, I didn't anticipate him winning the gold glove, to be quite honest with you. And just to get votes for Rookie of the Year, it's impressive. Um, and it's a testament to the fact that baseball is looking for players like this. There's a value and a premium that's put on guys that can shift around an infield or even play the outfield. I mean, if you can find me a guy that can play center field and shortstop, I'll find you a, a place on my roster for that player. <laughs> Because if you have versatility like that, you're a heck of a player. You're a heck of an athlete. And to do it at the major league level, um, you don't find guys like that. So for him to be able to play at a very, very good level, uh, and, and I mean 
you know, he's an above-average defender, clearly, by winning the gold glove. But if he can play third, second, short, first, left, right, center, and he probably could catch, fellas. I don't know. I mean, I, I would have had <laughs> he could. Um, you know, you, you play that, that kind of uh, defense and, and the, the at-bats that he takes, man, oh, man, he's, he's going to have a heck of a career. I, I kept saying this um, to my broadcast partners. I said, man, we're going to look up, and this guy's going to have a 10-year career. And it's just going to go by like a blink of an eye. And we're going to say, man, that guy's a good player. He's a winning type player. And you need to have those kind of players around you. Um, you know, he may not be the best player on the team, but, man, he's a winning type player. So when somebody gets hurt, boom, you plug him in. Somebody needs a night off, boom, you plug him in. And you don't lose a lot. You may not be Paul Goldschmidt, but you're not going to lose a ton. He's going to give you a very good at bat. He's going to give you good defense. So uh, by him getting the votes, it shows you what he's thought of league-wide, and that's awfully impressive what he put together this year. How impactful is he going to be, Dan, and other left-handed hitters? And I think we've talked about this before, but you know now it's starting to get more prevalent with all of these lefties available via free agency. How impactful do you think that bat is going to be uh, when it comes to the, uh, the ban of shifting this season? Yeah, with the lack of a shift, it's huge. And I don't think it's getting enough attention. The fact that if you're eliminating the shift, um, there are left-handed bats now that become prevalent that I think maybe we need to take a harder look at and say they are going to be a better player come next year. Now, teams didn't necessarily shift a lot against Brendan Donovan, and he would try to take advantage of the shift, too. He would hit the other way. So, he may not be a great example of that, but there are others that are out there that I'm with you. I, I think you have to look at not only what they do offensively, left-handed batters, but then what are we going to see defensively, too? And, and I think that's something we need to look at, too, is putting a premium on guys that can play defense, that do have range, um, and second baseman specifically that can range because they're very good defensively. And that's something now that we have to – to take a harder look at, and it will become something I think that we've forgotten because it was just second nature. You know, if, if you wanted to hide Mike Moustakis at second base, you could because the shift would hide him. Well, you can't do that anymore. You, you've got to put a premium now on guys that can play the position defensively. So that's something to keep in mind. And with that being said, Danny Mack, one of those left-handed bats that I think is going to benefit from the shift being banned is Matt Carpenter. And I saw yesterday in The Athletic, Ken Rosenthal again, he was just spitballing. He wasn't reporting anything, but he was just spitballing. Maybe the Cardinals would consider a reunion with Matt Carpenter. And again, it comes back to also the defense, putting him at second base, can't really hide him anymore without the shift. But do you think the Cardinals may kick the tires on a reunion, maybe have some interest in Matt Carpenter? Well, that's an interesting one. Um I hadn't really thought about it. Now, Ollie and, and Matt Carpenter are very, very close. So that is a, a check in that box of bringing him back. And um, it's not like he you know, burned bridges when he left on either side. The Cardinals didn't, and he didn't. And something he figured out, uh, obviously, in the offseason going into this past year, I think the other thing you'd have to look at, too, is Matt Holiday And, you know, his impact on, on Matt Carpenter which has been really big, uh, certainly was last off season. I haven't given it much thought. They do need a left-handed presence in their lineup. Um, it's certainly something I would think about. I do think, though, that Matt benefited from being out of St. Louis. I think there was pressure on him to live up to the contract the last time he was here. I think he needed a fresh start. I think he needed a fresh set of eyes on him, and I think he benefited from the stadium. Now, 
you could turn the page on last year and say he figured some things out. Maybe reunion would be good. It's a big, big ballpark that St. Louis plays in. But, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be something that uh, I maybe would kick the tires on. And if it's not expensive, then why not? It, it'd be something that you'd, you'd at least have to explore. I'm not sure they'd go all the way down that road. But certainly it's something that you might explore. There's a lot of positives with that. But uh, would I be shocked if it happened? Maybe not, but, you know, stranger things have happened, obviously, in the game of baseball. Danny Mac, final one from you, and always appreciate the time with us here on BK and Ferrario. How prevalent do you think the uh, bullpen arms are going to be this offseason, and how intense do you think the Cardinals are going to pursue that? I mean, we just saw the contract handed out to uh, Rafael Montero to get that extension with the Houston Astros. Are we going to see a lot of multi-year deals being handed out to these bullpen arms? Well, that's that's an interesting question because Edwin Diaz got one hundred two million dollars, and I think GMs may have fell out out of their chairs when they saw <laughs> that one. Five years and one hundred two, and I think Montero got what thirty four point seven million, I believe, was his deal with Houston. Um, I, I mean, I've been told this for many many years that the hardest predictor for presidents of baseball operations and GMs in the game is is year to year to figure out um, the probability of a guy in a bullpen, you know, the consistency of being good in a bullpen because they pitch so much. There's wear and tear, um, spin rates, all those things go up and down. It's just it's a very tough uh, to predict what a guy is going to do year to year. Now, what I would look at is what to me, what won the World Series for Houston was their bullpen. And we talked about this last week. I, their bullpen was absolutely dominant. And not a lot of people talk about it. Their pitching was great, but their bullpen was historically good. And if you're not going to go into the free agency market of starting pitching, which you could never have enough starting pitching, everybody talks about it, why not load up on arms and maybe go to the veteran route of David Robertson, Craig Kimbrell, get guys on one-year deals, and if you look at what they did um, last year, there were times they weren't great in the numbers of wins, losses, blown saves, those kind of things. But I'm telling you guys, their swing and miss stuff, their spin rates are really good. And sometimes it's the, 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 the predictor of what they're going to do because of how crazy baseball can be. When it jumps off the page of the standard-looking numbers, of the uh, the historical numbers that you look at, uh, wins, losses, blown saves, saves, those kind of things, the things that the average fan looks at, they weren't great. But if you do the deep dive of analytics, they were really good. And so I might take a flyer on some of these guys and say, look, we'll, we'll load up on some one-year deals on some of these veterans. It's a cheaper route, and maybe we catch some flyers on these guys, and they have great years, and we can dominate with our bullpen. Because the Cardinals do not have swing and miss guys. So you're probably looking at five and fly, six and fly, and we're going to have to rely on our bullpen anyway. They've got young guys coming up that could be swinging miss guys coming out of their bullpen. So in my mind, they've got a chance to have a dominant bullpen potentially uh, throughout this course of a six-month season. You're going to have guys get injured. But why not load it up with some veterans? you got young guys coming up. And that's the direction maybe that I would go in. Danny Mack, always love chatting with you, buddy. Enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you next week as the hot stove continues to heat up. All right, buddy. Always good to visit with you guys, and we'll catch up next week.